You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Monday, November 16th. My name, of course, as always, is your host, Javier Reyes. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, guys, at LO underscore Padres or at Javapeno, which is my personal Twitter. That's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Hit me up on either of those two accounts if you'd like. If you are so inclined, you can send me some questions, your comments, your concerns, and I'll do my very best to answer them and maybe even answer them here on the show, just like I did on Friday with the big old Chunky Boy mailbag. That was a whole lot of fun. I recommend you guys listening to that. But today's episode is something else entirely. Once again, I'm kind of chatting with a, with, with an old friend you know I usually talk to Gabrielle when I say that when I say it old pal you know what I mean because she's been established as being someone on the podcast and I definitely recommend listening to her stuff and all the stuff I've done with her previously uh, but instead I'm talking with a friend of mine um, from school that I went to school with and I hadn't talked to him about you know stuff in a long time and he actually has a book coming out so I felt like you know he, he, he hit me up and we were just talking we were like you know what? let's just let's just talk a little bit baseball he's a little bit more of a Yankee fan he's a little bit more of a general baseball guy actually he is a Yankees fan but he just pays attention to it but he's a more casual observer and we basically just talked about what we thought of the season what he thought about baseball and where it stands right now and I just kind of wanted to talk to him about where what did he think of it as kind of a casual observer in this COVID you know pandemic world we live in what was it like watching baseball and all that and I also asked him about some of his favorite moments of the season and you guys will definitely want to tune in for some of his uh you know some of his takes uh it's definitely some that will surprise you guys when it comes to some of his predictions uh for free agency and what he's looking forward to and whatnot I know I was taken aback by uh some of his calls and what he was saying and what it just surprised me a little bit so you'll definitely want to hear that guys but yeah just thought this would be a fun conversation I had a fun time doing it without further ado let's go all right everybody I'd be joined by uh, a person who I have not talked to, that's not true, person that I have not seen in a while, and I'm not just talking about because of coronavirus and all this stuff, but it's a friend of mine from school who we had a lot in common, but it's been so long, and honestly, I'm I'm somewhat jealous because instead of being a schmuck like me and doing a podcast and he sits in his room all day watching One Piece or whatever, no, instead, he's out here, you know landing multiple jobs and he's literally writing a book and on top of that he's also paying attention to sports this is what i'm saying ladies and gentlemen he's a man of many talents uh it's a friend of mine from school uh we went to school together mr david russo sir how are you doing javier it's please it's it's my pleasure i'm just trying to follow in your footsteps sir i'm just trying to be like you that's all it is <laughs> stop it stop it don't you don't no 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 no. you're not allowed to start off the, the, the thing this way um but yeah man and i just figured because i asked you about this like a while ago and basically because you're, you're really busy and you're doing a bunch of stuff you said hey how about november and i said sure let's do that let's kind of you know talk about postseason and everything after baseball because among other things that you're doing you know you you're in the business world and you're, you're writing your book, which we'll get to later in the pod uh, for sure. Um, you're a really big baseball fan and you're a really big sports fan. So, but the, but the un- unfortunate part is sports this year, obviously were a lot different than usual, but I must ask you, like, what was it like watching baseball this season with the 60 games with some new rules or whatever? And, you know, following the Yankees for you in your case, of course, uh, what was kind of it? What was it like 
watching baseball this season. Yeah, basically, to put yeah. It, put it simply. I think that you know, in the in the summertime when it all came back, I think we were all relieved, right? Like there here is mm-hmm. some sense of normalcy in this chaotic, crazy world, and it was just a distraction. I, I think baseball we needed it more than ever. And I, I honestly would make the argument, and I'm curious for when the data comes out over if there were spikes in viewership, because I, I know that's mm-hmm. one of the baseball's problems, you know, is consumers aren't as interested as they used to be, especially with younger demographics. So mm-hmm. I, I'm quite interested to see on if we've seen a, a spike in the resurgence in the popularity. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, I mean, look, my whole thing with it is um, whoever was going to win this year, there was going to be that asterisk next to their name. And that's not even, that's not even fair because it's not, okay. it's not the, it's, it's not the Dodgers fault that the pandemic happened, you know, um, they've been trying for years. We, I, I, I said this back right when the season started, that look out for teams like the Dodgers, the Rays, even the Yankees, teams that fizzle out towards the end and don't have enough stamina to make it through. Um, this is their year because it's 60 games. I mean, everyone's healthier. They're more recovered. It's mm-hmm. more rest. Um, so, yeah, I, my whole thing is I'm happy for the Dodgers. I'm happy for the Rays. Um, but it's it just not – I feel bad for them because, you know, uh, you know, opposing fans be like, oh, it doesn't count because it was a 60-game year and, you know, all that hoopla. So mm-hmm. The way I kind of view it, I'm going to postulate a theory to you right now. The way I see sure. it is I kind of agree on the asterisk thing. However, at the same time, it's also – it's kind of fun being that one team who won during this novel kind of season. We're probably we're, – hopefully anyway, cross your fingers, that we won't have a 60-game kind of shortened season, I guess. And the other thing is like, well, everybody else also, you know, had the same amount of rules. This isn't like, say, I don't know, other teams that all of their players get hurt. You know what I mean? All the the Warriors when they play the Cavs in 2015 or whenever it was, and both Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love get hurt. So, and then you could, you could, I, I consider that more of an asterisk almost versus this one. This one is just an asterisk in terms of just a weird season. Uh, but I think you're right that just uh, I'm looking forward to the demographic thing too. I think that baseball, it's yeah. definitely been, let's just say, and you probably know this, the most coveted def- demographic is definitely not 75-year-old white dudes probably. <laughs> and that's kind of where baseball has sort of dominated right. over the past few years. And I feel like we're starting to see – you know, some change, whether it was of their cho- choosing or not. And I want to see if maybe they consider shortening the season or something like that. And they implement it in different ways. Um, but aside just from the, the kind of those uh, aspects of baseball and the growth of the game, did you watch how much baseball games did you watch this year? Did you watch all of the playoffs? Did you watch the world series? Did you see the greatness that was the San Diego Padres? Just, just go ahead. I, I honestly, I didn't get to watch as much as I wanted to just because I've, so much going on, you know, mm-hmm. just in my personal life and then, it was, you know, school and work and the book. And, you know, I, I didn't get to watch as much as I wanted to, but yes, I did see the Padres are, again, one of those teams where they were great. And, you know, look, I'm so happy for all these teams. I'm happy with the teams that did well this year. Um, but it, it is kind of curious, like, you know, if it was a 162 game year, you know, would the Padres be able to keep it up? But I don't know. I mean, I would hope so. I mean, look, that Tatis player is awesome. Machado's great. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's Tatis you know. is great. So it it is. Um, I you know, you, there's just those questions. But I think to your point too about you know, and this is kind of a a good topic to discuss. I want to hear your thoughts mm-hmm. um, about attracting younger consumers. And mm-hmm. my whole thing is, I don't I don't think it really comes down to you know speeding up the game or any of that because look baseball is baseball and i think we know that 
mm-hmm. think it's more creating a relationship between the consumer and the player, right? I mean, mm-hmm. baseball is not sex- sexy the way the NBA or the NFL is. You know, guys mm-hmm. like Mike Trout, Mike Trout and DeGrom, you know, they don't have, you know, clothing lines and things like that. You know, Machado doesn't have his own. You, you, you get what I'm saying? There needs to be more yeah. of a connection between the consumer you know, cause look, LeBron, how many pairs of shoes does LeBron have? You know, that, why do you think people like him so much? Because there's that connection. Like, hey, I'm wearing the same outfit that he's wearing. Mm-hmm. I think there needs to be more of that in baseball, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that – What about you? Do you uh, see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying, and I think that, look, like we touched on before, and I, I also appreciate kind of your business slanted vernacular, the consumer and the <laughs> yeah. business and all I know. that. I'm so boring, <laughs> Avi, I'm so boring. I mean, the things that excite me are so boring now. But yeah, no, I get you. I get what you mean. It's like <laughs> you're more likely to, I think, um, and we just, you just touched on Tatis, who you mentioned him, who is the king, obviously, obviously, the He's basically Again, he's a father. One of those guys, you know? Yeah, he's one of those guys that's super excited. And I'm sure you probably heard about the 3 0 thing. You know, I feel like everyone in sports I kind of heard about the whole, was... what the heck? Yeah. Like, what is going on here? So I think you're right. I think that the big thing with baseball is it's just, it doesn't know what it wants to be sometimes. It always gets in its own way. And I talked recently with right. somebody when they, uh, the White Sox hired Tony LaRusa. Who, yeah, Hall of Famer, a, a, gr- a great manager at one point, but there's definitely some baggage there. And it's weird that you hire a guy who's, I mean, we'll just ignore the other stuff that he's about for, for sake of just not getting overly political, but uh, just a guy who's very like, you know, we need to bring sportsmanship back and whatnot and all that stuff. And for a White Sox team that is very like mixed, both racially and personality wise and all these things. And you have Tim Anderson, this star shortstop of their own, you know, not as good as Tatis, but still, uh, and he's, and a he's, he's, he's a good player. yeah, he's a good player. And he, he's known for, he does his bat flips and all that stuff. Right. And for you to bring in Tony LaRusso, it's just a very, like, what are you doing? It's like, you're kind of stepping on your own momentum and whatnot. It's very, it's just odd to see that they want to, hire a guy like that instead of just being different and hire something that's a little bit quirky or different instead of some guy who's like, yeah, I don't, I don't like that stuff and all this. And not to mention, I also think that's BS. I think plenty of players back in the day were pimping their home runs and whatnot. So, you know, Lee, uh, glean from that what you will. Uh, I don't want to get too much into that right now, but um, I do think that baseball needs to figure out how to uh, create more of an exciting sport. And I think that guys like Trevor Bauer and like Tatis, obviously, but I think guys like Bauer who, has definitely has his controversies, but I think just in terms of him being open to marketing himself is something that baseball doesn't have somehow. You know, it's almost like it, the fact that you cannot pick Mike Trout out of a lineup is is just really just con- like concerning for everyone. I think in baseball business, or at least it should be concerning. Um, but I think that the game, I'm really curious to see if they just kind of leech more into being like, you know what, do whatever you want, man. Be weird. Uh, have fun on the field and just just go and play baseball. There isn't a right way to play baseball, basically, is what I'm trying to get at. Look, the great Bob Iger said, innovate or die. And I, I think that applies to everything in life, including baseball. <laughs> you know, I mean, look, from a, from a managerial standpoint, you know, data analytics are being embraced, right? We're seeing more mm-hmm. of it. We're seeing more, more of these quirky players being invested into. We're seeing more of these... Mm-hmm. Um, these different, you know, ships and all that. Um, I think the same thing applies to the relationship with your favorite word, the consumer, you know, it, <laughs> it, it does. And it's, you know, it's seriously, I think they should be encouraging guys to, you know, toss the bat with the home run and to, and to, to you know, 
scream and shout. And, you know, it, you know, obviously nobody nobody can go, condones fighting, but it, I think we can agree it's it's exciting when the both sides are arguing with each other, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I, I think we need to encourage um, a more exciting uh, hyperbolic approach. That's what I think. Yeah, like be over the top, be absurd. And I have to admit, my team, one of the things that's so great about the Padres, and I imagine you get to see as much of them because, you know, they're San Diego and you're you're a Yankees fan. Can we make that clear? I think we should uh, divulge that to the the viewing audience or the listening audience that you're a Yankees fan, right? Let me say this. (laughs) Go for it. I'm a Yankees fan, but you could ask anybody and they'll tell you that I am super – super non-biased. I used to be in this, this baseball group chat that absolutely hated the Yankees. They were all <laughs> hardcore Met fans. And I was always able to criticize the Yankees when I, you know, because there's plenty of things that they don't do, right? Just like mm-hmm. I'm able to criticize any team. Just like I'm able to compliment any team. You know, I, I really don't, like, I, I'm happy. When, when the Red Sox do good, I'm, I'm not sitting there whining. You know, I, there's players in that team that I actually like, and I have friends who are Red Sox fans, so I'm happy for them. I'm, I'm at the point where, yeah, I'm a Yankee fan, but I'm more of a fan of the sport, if that makes sense. I, I, I just like seeing the sport do well. I like seeing different teams like the Padres get in and get getting somewhere, you know. That's kind of my philosophy with it. Um, 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 oh, 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 whoa, 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 my bad, guys. I didn't see you there. I was just munching on one of them old, one of them built bars. Have you guys heard of these things? They're really, really, really tasty, man. Let me tell you. They're covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. They've got 12 different flavors. You know, I, for one, don't necessarily like something like, say, mint brownie, but even the built bar flavor for mint brownie, it's super yummy. And along with mint brownie, they've got coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee, almond, coconut, peanut butter, brownie, and, and check this out. I dare you guys not to get hungry by the six new flavors that they're adding. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, oh, 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 and apple almond crisp. I mean, if if you're not getting hungry just by hearing those guys, just just stop lying to yourself. You know what I mean? Come on, just, just be real. Uh, and on top of all that, on top of all that, on top of them just making you hungry and sounding delicious and tasting delicious which I can vouch for, they're also super healthy for you. They're great for the keto diet, thanks to high fiber, high protein, low sugar, and a low amount of calories. So guys, what are you waiting for, okay? You can get your own uh, orders of Built Bars by going to BuiltBar.com and Specifically for us guys, you can use the promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order. Remember that is promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Now, lastly, uh, before we kind of uh, close things out a little bit, just kind of two more questions for you. Uh, two basic yeah, questions. Just uh, one is just if you had like a moment or two that you remember from the baseball season, just on the field wise, and if you had a favorite moment, a favorite player, a favorite thing, just a guy that attracted you and you were like, this is my story of the year, whatever, a favorite play, whatever. What I'm, I'm being very ambiguous with my <laughs> my uh, uh, parameters for this, but still. And then just if there's anything you're looking forward to in free agency. Right, right. Um, I'll say, I think for one, it was just good seeing – you know, obviously it was great seeing LeMahieu play. I mean, that guy is such a great hitter, and he's such an underrated player, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. It was fun watching him play. Um, you know, Trevor Bauer, I thought, was phenomenal this year, obviously. Then he just won the Cy Young, right? I mean, yeah. he, he was phenomenal. Um, it was nice seeing Kershaw have more kind of a bit of a bounce back year. You know, right. I, I had Walker Bueller 
I had Walker Buehler in fantasy, and it was a total disaster. <laughs> really. It was a yeah, total fantasy was disaster. tough this year because you couldn't wait on guys to, like, get back to themselves, you know, because it was only, like, six weeks or nine weeks or whatever. So, my, my especially for pitchers. Capitals, we, we were a mess. But, hey, yeah. but I was in your league, uh, and I was even worse. So, <laughs> you know, I drafted, like, five pitches, and three of them got hurt. So it was bad. I know, but you know what? It just, I could have got Shane Beaver, and I said I got Walker mm. Bueller, and that, that mm. haunts me. That keeps me up at night, Javier. Keeps yeah, me I mean, what night. haunts me is that <laughs> – uh, the Rays decided to just not use Blake Snell for more than two innings for most of the season. <laughs> and then right, I picked right. I picked Shohei, it's who I didn't even feel great now. about, but I was excited to have him. Yeah, same with Glass now. That's then towards the end right. of the season, they started using them a little bit more, but that's such a weird, quirky team the Rays are. And then, uh, I don't yeah, know. I, I was very sad. My team was very bad. But I'm telling you, man, we got to stop doing points leagues. Uh, PSA, everybody, points leagues are whack. Tell your friends to stop doing points leagues. They're so weird. Oh, I'm a commissioner anymore. I there's too much drama for me to be commissioner of a free fantasy baseball <laughs> league. So I I handed I handed off those those cherished duties to someone else. And you can talk to them. Don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's fair. All right. So uh, the yeah. homie out there, I forgot who's commissioner right now for some reason in the in the league. Uh, change it to uh, categories. Come on. Let's it's it's let's be grown ups. Let's be grown ups about this. Let's do categories. Let's be, let's baseball. be grown ups. Let's do categories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Not to get too far into the fantasy baseball rabbit hole, which I'm sure I could for sure. And everybody should go listen that's, to uh Locked On Fantasy, fantasy baseball, baseball by Scott Cullen if they'd like to. Fantasy baseball is my favorite part of the season. I, I mean, honestly, it's fair. That's, it hel- It's an easy way to keep track of just general yeah. things. Of like, you don't even have to be super deep into it. But if you're just like, okay. I'm going to be familiar with certain guys just because I know that they were good. So I'll be like, oh, yeah, I heard, I don't know, Zach Gallon was good. You're going to hear that just because of fantasy baseball sometimes. So, but anyway, exactly. um, <laughs> not to go into too much of a rabbit hole. Um, last thing uh, before I let you talk about your book, um, you were you were going to say, or if you want to, I don't know, maybe you don't care about free agency. I don't know, Donovan. Tell me, is there anything that you're looking forward to, any player that you're kind of watching? Is it Trevor Bauer? Is that the one? Because honestly, I feel like that's kind of the number one for uh, everybody right now. But, you know, divulge. That, yeah. Well, besides Trevor Bauer, who else is in the free agency? Because all I, I mean, I all I keep hearing about Trevor Bauer. So who, who else is available in the free agency? Well, there's a ton. They've got guys like George Springer. Is probably, George Springer is probably the number oh. one offensive player. JT Real Munto, Marcelo Zuna. Uh, Marcus Simeon, who I think is really interesting, love, but yeah. I would love for the Yankees to get George Springer and to replace Giancarlo Sand. Whoa! Whoa! Yeah. Really? I don't I don't think Giancarlo Sand is that good of a player, if you want my opinion. Oh my god! <laughs> you can't... Okay, I didn't expect you to... <laughs> That one was from the Raptors, really. Well, he was good in the playoffs this year. I think that – so I slightly disagree with you. I think that Stanton okay. is actually – I think he's a pretty good player, but he's a bit overrated in terms of just he's very rarely healthy. But when he is healthy, he is solid. I mean, that first year with the Yankees, just because he only hit 36 home runs or whatever it was, doesn't mean he was bad. It's just that he you know, didn't hit 75 like people were expecting well, and whatnot. I actually it's, think it's that Stanton's pretty good. Bad. but. It's not even. No, I think thirty-six home runs is amazing. Please, yeah. It's not that. It just. I don't know. I just want. Look, by all means, I was a terrible baseball player, so I feel weird even <laughs> critiquing him. But I just feel like he just looks awkward up there, and I don't know. And I, I just feel like he know, does he have a very weird swing. Yeah, he. Gets I will give you that. I just think George Springer is a much better player. All right, that's my, that's my hey. opinion. 
Hey, it's a take. The problem is with all the contract stuff. Who knows if they'd actually be able to get rid of him? I think there's maybe no, you can't. two no, teams you in baseball that could get rid of Stanton, but just hypothetically, I know what you're saying. I he uh, I think he did, uh, said the other day he's not opting out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why would he? He's yeah. a ton of money, so I, I wouldn't either. Yeah, what? Totally. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about here? Um, but yeah, man, uh, that's that's a good one, and I think yeah, it's definitely not like the Manny Machado, Bryce Harper year in terms of free agents, where it's like those two generational and young uh players like both Springer and Bauer like those guys are 30 which isn't old old but that's typical we always get guys that are going to get their big contracts at 30 because baseball is weird and Bryce Harper and Manny Machado are both like 26 so that was supposed to be a really big offseason so it's not quite to that degree but I still think that just I don't know from an entertainment perspective for me my biggest thing aside from Padres related stuff is I'm really excited to see where Bauer goes just because if he went to the Yankees New York media I think he would I, – I don't know if he would play off it super well. I'd like to see how he does there. Uh, and if he didn't, it would still be entertaining. And if he starts fighting with the media, that'd be great. And then with the White Sox, for them to just have even more turmoil and just on top of Tony LaRusa also uh, throwing maybe a potentially wild card like uh, Trevor Bauer would be nuts, although that would make that team exceptionally good, in my opinion, at least. But uh, last thing, of course – I want to let you, because this is really the big reason, um, Donovan, is that you – look, I'm jealous, man. You literally wrote a book. <laughs> like, I don't – I remember one time trying to just start writing a book, and then I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's it's so hard. It's so difficult. And, you know, my thing has always been if anybody puts their – puts the work in, if anybody is just trying to make their own stuff, if anybody's trying to make content – I never diss that person ever. And I always just try my best, at least, especially for people that I generally think are really cool and really interesting people like yourself. I always try and oh, at thanks. least, you know, okay. up the thing a little bit, you know, because I'm I, from the beginning, I have for people who don't know, I actually wrote about wrote like for for college. We had to do a profile piece on somebody. I actually did one for for Donovan because I genuinely was it like still hangs on my wall. Oh, wow. Really? Is that so? That's awesome. I, I swear. Um, to, I swear to God. <laughs> that's amazing. Um. One thing uh, about Donovan, and this is just, I think this is kind of a base thing. Not that you're the most, you know, unique person in the world. Let's just be honest. It's not the most, but I really am always attracted and interested in people who are into multiple areas. For you, it's uh, whether it just be, I don't know, it could be someone who's a, like, I like the fact that Pete, in just a random um, example off the top of my head, I like it that Justin Tucker's an NFL kicker, but then he's an opera singer on the side, stuff like that. I really like very, uh, for lack of a better term, like ambidextrous. That's not a good word, actually. So uh, take that out. But just um, really people who have a lot of variety in their lives. And you, you, you're you doing fitness. You're doing business stuff for CNBC. And then you're going to work at uh, different internships. And then you're writing books. And then you're writing screenplays. And then you're performing at uh, different cafes and stuff. And then you're on top of sports and all that stuff. And you're a writer at all the same time for the newspaper at school. You do all these things, right? So with that all being said, that was a long way for a long-winded way for me to uh, introduce this. But tell everybody about tell the listeners about your book. Yeah, totally. First off, you know, thank you for your nice words and you know the, the feelings mutual, Javi. I, I really do, you know, love and respect you. So thank you. Um, so yeah, in terms of the book, it's called Stephen's War. It's about an LGBTQ vigilante, and you know, basically the way it happened was is you know I was approached to join this creators program around last December, last January. And basically for a small fee, you get a whole team of, you know, content developers and copy editors and all all these people who support you on this journey, right? And mm-hmm. they were, you know, I was paired with some awesome editors and, you know, they really respected my vision and, you know, 
you know, supported me all the way through. And it was just a lot of fun. You know, it's a lot of work, for sure. Um, especially because, you know, I do have that background in screenwriting and things of that nature and, and journalism. So I think you would agree, too. I mean, you know, telling a good story, the pressure's on. You know, we wanted to, yeah. you know, we want to showcase what we've learned and what we're capable of. And, you know, for me, uh, you know, I, like you, we both love the, the comic book genre. So it was yeah, of course. looking at it. Yeah, yeah. So it was looking at it and going, okay, well, how can I create something that's new but still kind of has those, you know, those beloved tropes, if that makes sense. So it was like, okay, well, you know, we do need more diversity in the genre. Um, mm-hmm. The LGBTQ uh, demographics, they have been neglected, right? The community has been neglected um, within the media. And obviously, things are getting better. But I wanted to do my part and create a character that, A, it saturates me a bit because it's not what, what else is out there. But also, it allows also enables a lot more creativity you know Stephen Cahill my protagonist you know he is this this marine taking place in 2009 he's in Bagram Afghanistan during the don't ask don't tell period of the military which basically says that you can be gay but if you get caught you are going to get thrown out mm-hmm. so in other words you can't be gay um <laughs> and so t- yeah so he you know he falls in love with a fellow soldier and he has to deal with you know the fact that he's gay but he also wants to be this American patriot and the story kind of sets off right from there and some things happen. He ends up going home, and some other things happen. And basically, it's a story of redemption. This character trying to find himself and you know, embraces individuality while also finding inner peace. So it's, um, I like to think of it as um, a mix of you know Taika Waititi and Chris Nolan. That's kind of how I like okay. to look at it. <laughs> Big time directors, sir. Big time directors and filmmakers for sure. Um, but yeah, man, uh, where can people uh, check out the book if they'd like to get their hands on it? And when does it come out? That's the biggest question. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be available on Amazon, and it comes out December 7th. Awesome, awesome. Just in time for Christmas, everybody. I'll link in the description below for people uh, a link to where you guys can check out the book and any other uh, stuff of Donovan's uh, that he does. But actually, now I think about it, one quick question. I wonder, yeah, one silly you- question. What is Bobby, the first word? Free, what is the first word of the book? The first word in the book. It is the, the, the. That's the first <laughs> word in the book. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I just, it's just a dumb question. Um, but anyway, can I say the last? Can you say the last word of the book? It's over. Over? Yeah, the word over. That's the last the word. word over. The word over. Okay. The and over. Every, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I've been talking to Donovan Russo and just, I don't know, it's been fun, man. And I really just respect uh, all the things that you're doing. Uh, and I wish you all the success oh, with the book and, you know, everything else that you're doing because you're doing a ton of stuff. Um, definitely follow uh, Donovan everywhere he goes and whatnot. It's been a while talking since I've kind of talked to him, honestly, uh, in a way that wasn't just over text because it's been so long. I think the last time I talked to you was what, like the radio show in, in, at school, I think, like that one summer. I think that's no. the last time I saw you. I think that's the last time I saw you. Maybe I saw you on campus, but I'm not sure because we were in different kind of areas a lot of the time. But I think that was the last time. But still, uh, it was a fun reunion, man. I hope that you're staying safe. And, of course, again, uh, good luck on the book. Yeah, thank you, Javi. I appreciate it. And it can't be that long, though, really? I think think it's been that long, yeah. Well, we've been – no, well, the thing is we do text a fair amount. I feel like we we hear from each other at least – every other month you know we're pretty yeah, good yeah. with that but yet seeing though i maybe that's why i'm so shocked that we were texting maybe that's why i don't know 
Yeah, but it doesn't feel like it as much necessarily. And in fairness, like time for the last nine months doesn't exist. So maybe we just get confused. Yeah. It's just what it feels like. But anyways, uh, yeah, again, right, man, it was right, a pleasure right. talking to you. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much again. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I appreciate it. And zip, zappity, doo, da, bang, boom, boom, everybody. That about does it uh, for my discussion with my friend donovan russo you guys can check out the stuff like i mentioned many times in the podcast description below for sure if you'd like to do that and for a little bit of a preview now of tomorrow's podcast hopefully i'm going to be speaking with aram layton of locked on marlins and locked on mlb prospects yeah he's a double duo master you know what i mean he's a he's a dex ambidextrous which is a word i used on the podcast earlier that might make more sense in this case it still doesn't make a lot of sense but whatever i'm just spitballing here everybody just just hang tight and we're going to be talking about the hiring of kim and Ang- for the uh, Marlins as their general manager just talking about that a little bit and then I wanted to talk to him about some like questions I have about the Padres like prospects and what he thinks about certain of them and a question about a very specific one his name rhymes with Lamenzi Poor let's just say that everybody so yeah I hope you enjoyed that teaser guys hope you enjoyed the podcast and with that all being said that about does it for today's edition of the locked on Padres podcast guys the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from Stitcher Spotify Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast wherever just wherever Stitcher you can check it out on Stitcher it's on there just type it, type it in the search bar and I guarantee you you will find the podcast remember to uh, follow the show or myself on Twitter that's at LO underscore Padres or at Javapeno, which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Give the podcast some five-star reviews on iTunes if you like. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My Friar Faithful homies, take care.